Oops. <laughs> there we go. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. Just a little bit of mellow music there to get things started tonight. If you hear, oops, <laughs> if you hear snoring while I'm talking, it's my dog who's in my lap. And he's, he's, this is where he wants to be. If he could be here all day long, he would be. <laughs> and I thought I would just give him a treat since I have to sit here anyway. Might as well let him sit here. I would show him to you, but he's, He's like a Chawini, Chihuahua, uh, Dachshund, so forth. Anyway, everybody, welcome tonight. Welcome. Nice to see y'all. I see a lot of familiar faces, uh, names, I should say, not all faces, a few faces. And hope you're having a good Monday. You know, life's getting really strange these days. Have you noticed? <laughs> Have you noticed? <laughs> You know, there's more violence. Have you noticed there's more crime and violence lately? Like people beating up people on airplanes, especially like beating up the flight crew. Like it's almost like every day that somebody has attacked uh, somebody on an airplane. I read the news. I read a little bit of news every morning. And I have a theory about that. I think so, you know, it wasn't that long ago when we had that pipeline here on the East Coast, that colonial pipeline shut down because of they got uh, hit with ransomware. And when people couldn't get gas here for like about a week, I mean, it really wasn't that bad, but they had to wait in line. People were freaking out and they were doing stuff that was like aggressive and nasty to other people in line. Some people got in a fight in the line. So see, this, this calm and peaceful world that we live in is a very thin veneer that, that's masking tremendous amount of fear in each of us. Most of us have are living with a tremendous amount of fear. You know, we might do our best to arrange our life in such a way that we don't have to feel that fear. You know, we, we do our best and we try to avoid situations that are going to be scary. But when you put pressure on people just a little bit, like this wasn't that big of a deal. In one regard, it wasn't that big of a deal. They couldn't get gas. They had to wait in line for gas. But that was enough for people's thin veneer of, of, of passivity to just be totally gone, you know? Um, and so I think what's happening right now in the world is that there's a lot of pressure right now on people. It's, it's growing, you know? People are feeling more and more threatened. It's not that bad. You can still get most everything you want at the, at the, uh, at the store. But, you know, I was at my favorite restaurant, my best friend Joseph and I, we have breakfast there about once every two or three weeks. And we went there and they, we were talking to the waitress and she said, you know, we had to go all the way to South Carolina to get bacon. We, we could not get bacon from our normal supplier. 
So the owner had to get in a car and drive all the way to South Carolina, which is about an hour to an hour and a half drive for her each way to go get bacon that she couldn't get from her supplier because they just don't have it. So there are, people are already noticing that there's a shortage of certain things. Prices are going up. And I think that's really all it takes. It, it doesn't even take that much for people to start showing their, their fearful side, which will just do almost anything to survive. And if they feel like their survival is threatened, you know, if somebody feels like their survival is threatened, they're going to do whatever they want to do to anybody in order to protect themselves. And so if we did have like, if there was like an attack, like a war when somebody attacked the US and there was a shortage in supply of supply of things, we're going to see some really ugly stuff if that ever happens. And let's hope that it doesn't happen. Let's hope that it doesn't happen. But you can already see the uptick in crime, which is everywhere. I mean, here, even in Asheville here, which is, I consider a pretty safe place, our, our, the murders are up 30 or 40% from last year. You know, and we're only like a town of like 80,000 people. So, you know, and I know in other areas, it's much worse. And then there's all this defunding of the police. Wow, that was a good idea. Defund the police. Yeah, defund them, right? Defund them because they're being, yeah, now you got nobody to protect you. So now you got a gun. So people all people are carrying guns around here. Everybody's got a gun around here, you know, where I live. Probably where you live too. Probably everybody's got a gun or maybe a couple guns. Who knows? And their kid gets them, brings them to school and kills people. You know, it's just like, it's a crazy world we're living in. But I'm just saying that the pressure is, is, is going up for all of us. And that just makes us a little bit more on edge so that when something does happen, we react with a greater, we have a greater reaction. We have a stronger reaction. And these reactions are usually, of course, negative reactions. So our pain body gets up. Uh, if you don't know what pain body is, go read Eckhart Tolle's books. Your pain body gets activated, and now you're in like survival mode, and you'll 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 kill somebody. You'll you would you any of us here could kill somebody in the right situation if we felt like we were threatened. It was our only alternative. Okay, so that's the world. So you know, thinking about like the future. Let's talk a little bit about the future. So ever since I was a kid. I've always been into the future. And if you have a lot of Aquarius in your chart, and that includes having Uranus making aspects to planets, that includes having planets in the 11th house, planets conjunct trine or sextile or in conjunct Uranus in your chart, um, planets in Aquarius. If you have any of those, you're probably a future person like me. You know, you probably like Star Trek, you're, you like astrology, you like the science of the cards because these are all Aquarian things we're talking about. Aquarius rules a lot of things, really. It's also friends and enemies, um, but it's also astrology and any of the mystic sciences that are real, not the fake stuff, but the real stuff is all ruled by astrology. It's ruled by Uranus, I'm sorry. Uh, it rules high technology. It rules the future, space travel. Elon Musk, that whole thing, you know, all this stuff, electric cars, this is all, this is all Aquarian stuff, okay? And if you're that kind of person, you've probably always been interested in the future, you know? Um, so, you know, it, it's like, uh, I've always been interested in the future. I was always like interested in space and, and that. And maybe that's one of the reasons I got drawn into astrology and the cards. I mean, when I heard about astrology the first time, when I when I realized that people did readings in astrology, it just I just was overtaken with curiosity. I just wanted to learn. I just wanted to know everything about it. I, I wanted to find out. I went out and bought a book. Just I went out to the bookstore and just found whatever book I could find on astrology and brought it home. And started reading all my about me and my friends. And it was a book about the North Node. It wasn't even, but it did have a chart in the back that you could look up a birthday and see what their North Node was. You had the birthdays in the back of the book. And uh, that was helpful because I didn't know how to do a chart at that time. I just, but it was just about the North and South Node. And I would go and read my friends and say, what do you think? Is this, this accurate? And they would say, yeah, that's, that's pretty right on. And that's where I got started.
you know. And I have the I have I later found out I have Jupiter and Gemini, which is like a good luck with books. And I've had really good books in my life as a result of that. So I've always been interested in the future, but you know, when you look at the future, it's so funny, you know. I watch space, I watch science shows a lot at night because they make me sleepy and I go to sleep. I go to sleep watching a science show. I'll get like, if it's a real good one, I'll be asleep in five minutes before it even, it, the show will be 20 minutes long. I'll never see the end of it, you know, because I just love, it, it's just, it, it just makes my mind just become tired. Like my mind just says, oh, oh, heck with it. I'm going to sleep. Fuck this shit. Excuse my language. But, you know, that's what happens when I put the, the science stuff on. But they talk a lot about time. And they just haven't figured it out yet. They really don't really understand. They don't have any clue about time. And when they talk about the past, present, and future, they believe that the past and the future are real. You know, they really do. I mean, they're, they're sticking with, hey, time is real, past and future is real. They're trying to all figure it out. So, you know, but if you get into like the more spiritual way of looking at life, you realize that the past and the future are both mental constructs. Now you can say, well, this definitely happened to me. Yeah, but your version of what happened to you is way different than what actually happened. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but it's a, it's a common fact that eyewitness testimony in, in trials is the worst evidence. <laughs> it's the worst evidence because people just can't remember. And not only that, but they're, their perception and their memory of what happened is highly slanted by their personal views and so forth, so on and so on. So, you know, it's forensics is what really works in, in criminal cases. Forensics, eyewitness testimony, it used to be more important, but it's not so much anymore. So we have this past and this future. We're gonna talk a little about the future tonight because you have this card every year, the Neptune card in your yearly spread, okay? And it's the Neptune card, and it's called the card of hopes and fears. So really, when you look at it, it's actually a card about your future. Like, it's what you're hoping will happen in your future and what you're afraid might happen in your future together. So if you look at your yearly Neptune card, whatever that is this year, you can take a look and you can look at the one that's in your birth card spread and the one in your planetary rulers card spread and the one in your decanate ruler, if you know that. You can look at all these spreads and say, look at my Neptune card. Well, does that indicate, does that, does that card sort of symbolize the things that I'm wishing for or are afraid of this year? You know, And you can look at your lifelong Neptune card being the thing that you might wish and hope for the most for your life or be afraid of. Can you imagine if you have a three in Neptune, like a, a 10 of diamonds has a three of spades in Neptune. Uh, the 10 of hearts has a three of clubs in Neptune. That has to be kind of torture to be one of those cards because their future is so uncertain. This three of clubs is like, oh my God, I, you know, you know, and if you know any three of clubs people, they, they just, their minds just never stop. And they just, they just, keep going over things and then they scare the crap out of themselves, you know, and they get depressed about the future. So what is it that we're always thinking about? I mean, we, some people focus a lot on the past and those people are usually kind of depressed, but when you think about the future, it's always something good or something bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I'm hoping for this, I've been waiting, trying to get this, but I'm really afraid of this. And here's the bottom line. This is the thing that really cracks me up is that the future will inevitably kill you. <laughs> okay. Cause in all of our futures is death. Okay. So the, the, the last, the, the final thing about the future is your story is I died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no one's gotten out of that yet. Everybody's trying to, I mean, I've, I've over the years, you know, being around a lot of spiritual people, you always meet one or two people that I'll say, you know, I'm not going to die this lifetime. I'm, I'm going to live forever. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. That's good. So far, nobody's done it, but hey, if you can do it, fine. I'm not going to get between you and your dreams. Okay. So this future that we have, it's hopes and fears. And the hope part is like, 
we're wanting, if you look at, it's, it's funny, you know, if you look at the grand solar spread, let me see if I can get it up here real quick. Do, do, do. Uh, i got to find my link. Here we go. Reader edition. And let's go to the life spread. And let's go to the grand solar spread. And I'm just going to share this little screen for those of you who have uh, Vought video going. Uh, share screen to do. Okay, so here we have the the grand solar spread, the life spread. This happens to be a tennis spades person we're looking at here, but this is the life spread. And you'll find these two cards in these special spots. At the very top, you have the eight of diamonds. And right in the very center, you have the 10 of diamonds. These are the two in the life spread. And this is the mundane world spread that most of us live in. These two cards represent everything that we want. We want fame and we want money. We want fame and we want money. And along with fame comes money. The eight of diamonds is fame and money, obviously. And the ten of diamonds, the most, the, the card that's most looked up to, the eight of diamonds, and the card that's the most blessed, the ten of diamonds, in the in the spiritual, in the life spread, are these two diamonds that are very powerful diamonds. When you go to the spiritual spread, you have two queens there. Completely different story. On the spiritual level, the queen of spades is the highest accomplishment, not the eight of diamonds fame. And the queen of clubs is the most blessed card. The, the card of intuition, okay? So we're all hoping for this, you know, and it's funny, you know, I, I, I see so much how, how money is everything. I mean, you look at the decisions that most people are making, like people in power, people in government, and people on the street. It's, it's so much about money. It's so much about having money. Like if, you know, I just read a story today, like if you read this all the time, like somebody who worked at a at a uh, a government office found out how they could rip off the government, and they got like a hundred thousand dollars a day. Uh, you know, they just ripped off the government because they don't care. They 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 want that money. They want that money. It doesn't matter like what they got to do to get it. And of course, there's plenty of stories of people that kill partners or other people for money. That happens too. It's funny, you know. We want satisfaction. We want to have money because it brings all these other things. And then we want all these experiences that we think are pleasant. Like we want to have, you know, great help. We want to have great trips to different places. We want to have great parties and lots of partying and having fun. And we want to have sex and we want to have pleasure and we want to have this and we want to have that. We're always like, wanna, 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 wanna. <laughs> I want, there's a, there's a, uh, there was a, uh, I mean, some of you on the East Coast, maybe they have it on the West Coast too. There's a magazine called the I Wanna. And it's where everybody puts their stuff up for sale. You know, it's called the I Wanna. <laughs> I Wanna. <laughs> That's how we are. We want to, want to, want to, want to, want to all the time, you know? And we're not really paying attention. A lot of that wanting that we have is because we don't feel good in the moment. Like we, we need something to distract us from the fact that we don't feel so good right now. Like we're not... We're not feeling fulfilled from the inside. So we're looking for some way to fill that lack of fulfillment from outside stuff. So then we look in the future. Oh, I really want, I'm sure want to have that. But oh my God, this might happen. And, and then naturally, every year you have Saturn cards, <laughs> right? Every year you got Saturn cards, Pluto cards, Mars cards. And you look at them and you go, Oh no, I'm in trouble. Uh oh, this is gonna be bad. Oh, what's gonna happen to me? Oh man, am I gonna die? Am I gonna get sick? Somebody I love is my dog gonna die? What's gonna happen here? I had a nine of spades in Saturn, and I thought I didn't know what was gonna happen. My mom maybe is gonna die. I didn't know. You know, it turned out to be something I never even thought of. It was it was equally unpleasant. <laughs> It was equally equally unwelcome, <laughs> okay? Like, it's it's rare that your Saturn card comes up with something that you really wanted to see happen. It's usually something you don't want to see happen, right? And you got them every year. You know, it's funny, though, you know, so you got all these other cards, and they could be really good. But if you got that one bad Saturn card, that could ruin your whole, like, vision of your year, right? Oh, I'm going to have a terrible year. I got it. Sometimes people call me, Robert. Robert, I got all these nines this year. And then I, you know, I look in their cards and I only got one nine. And it's like in a vertical position. 
It's not even that strong, but they, in their mind, they just remember nine and just went crazy. I got all these nines. Oh, no, not really. You only got one nine. It's in a vertical position. It's not in a bad period. But I don't expect anything bad is going to happen. Most people don't know that nines can actually uh, nines can actually bring you fulfillment of things that you wanted. Yeah, it happens. It's it's happened a lot. Hold on one second. I got to click on something here. To, the heck? Okay, I got a quick sharing again here. Okay, back to the thing. I hit a button by accident. Sorry. Anyway, so here we are. We got so so. How are you going to relate? How are you going to deal with your own negative fantasies about the future? By the way, and and it's really good to just keep bear in mind. Just keep in mind that everything about the future is not real. It's something that you're making up in your head. Okay, we're all making this up in our head. We're projecting something in the future. Now we're projecting it based on maybe our past experience. And you may think you're so smart that you really know the future. And, um, and you can, uh, you're, it's, you're definitely screwed. You know, you know, you're definitely screwed because you know the card so well. And you've been doing it or astrology or whatever. And you can see it in your astrology and it's in your cards too. You're definitely going to have something really bad happen to you. See? And still, it'll turn around and be something different almost every time. I think... For me, it's been every time. It's always been something different than I ever thought of, you know. And there's always been a way through it or around it. You know, the spiritual cards, the sevens and nines, are the least wanted cards in the Saturn period. Least wanted cards, period, you know, all around. And yet these cards bring us the things that we truly want, like the things we really want come when we deal with our spiritual cards in a spiritual way, which, which is to take the message of the card to heart and feel into it and be with it. And like a nine is, is usually an ending, you know, it's letting go of something. It's the ending of something. It can be a good thing, like a graduation, or it can be something that you don't really feel like it should end, but it has to end. It has to end. If it's there and it's ending, you know, the universe said it's time to go. Now your our little mind may not know that it's actually the best thing for everybody. But, you know, you talk to people who've gone through some really horrific things and they say, you know, it was really bad. But if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have made this change in my life, which is, has really got me on the right path. So, you know, I, I, I personally do not believe in bad luck. And I don't believe that anything happens as an accident to anybody. I really see that everything that happens to us is something that is leading us to something better. But I have to admit that I also have gotten worried about cards. And I have been, you know, I've spent my time, I've had sleepless nights or nights where I had a hard time sleeping because I was worried about something that I saw in my cards and looking at what was going on in my life at the same time. So it's not like I'm immune to that at all, but I'm willing to look at it and to feel into it. So, you know, we're, we're, when we have this fear of the future, there's some part of us that thinks that some part of us thinks that we, that's supposed to happen to us. Like we deserve it. There is some part of us that thinks like, you know, that should happen to me because whatever, you know, like, I think a lot of us feel like there's just something bad about us. We don't even know what it is. We just feel like, I must be a bad person. Look at all these bad things that happened to me. Look at all these bad things that happened to me. I must be a bad person. You know, it, it's it's kind of everywhere. It's everybody has it to some extent, really. In my experience, I, I don't see anybody who's who's completely free of that, except a few a few really small group of people that are like woke, have woken up spiritually. They don't have that, but everybody else does. We all, most of us, have that going on. So it's like, isn't that funny that we would think that we would deserve something bad happening to us? It's almost like we, oh, I knew that was going to happen to me. I knew that was going <laughs> isn't that? It's kind of funny. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I'm laughing. It's not funny, though. Some of the situations are not funny because they're really pain. They're really suffering, you know. So then you think about it. Okay, so the future is something that might happen. And now you're reacting to it based on 
how well you can be with that. Can you be okay with that or not okay with it? You're thinking, you're thinking of something really terrible, something negative about the future. And you're wondering, and you're, and you're thinking, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. No way. I want. So how can you be with that and be okay with it? That's the question. You know, how can you be okay with it? Yeah. One thing I've done in the past, and it's helped me many times, is that if I'm really afraid of something happening in the future, I'll just keep playing it over my mind like it happening. And I'll just feel it every time. I'll just, I'll just replay the, the video in my mind of it happening and me, and me feeling into it until it stops bothering me. You know, you can get to a point where it's not, it's no longer like, uh, there's no more emotion connected to it. No more intensity, no more fear around it. You know, and it's like, you know, the, and it's funny too, these things that we imagine that we are afraid of in our future are things that are already there. Like they're already there. They just haven't been catalyzed by anything recently. You know, you already have that fear. You already have that fear. It's just that now the card says, oh, it might happen. And now you're thinking about it. You were, you were successfully avoiding it and not feeling it for such a long time. So each of us has this responsibility to be with this mind of ours, which is projecting uh, a scary future for us. It could be even, the, you know, it, you could certainly have fantasies too on the other side. You can have these, you know, fantasies like I'm going to hit the lotto or I'm going to get this big promotion or, you know, whatever, you know, it just depends on your life situation. But the part that's the problem is the part where we're projecting these negative things into our future, you know, and we're wanting, we, we have to feel all that stuff and we don't want to feel it. We don't want to feel bad. We don't want to feel afraid. We don't want to feel just how weak we actually are inside. And as I was saying earlier in the show, like there's been so much pressure and it's, and it's really not that much pressure, but there's more pressure on everybody these days. Just in general, there's like potential this and potential that. And there's like some food shortages and anything could happen. You could get, you know, your computer, they can attack you on your computer and take your money out of your bank or all that stuff. Anything, all kinds of things that people are now, I see people, there's a lot more crime. We talked about this earlier. There's more crime now. There's more crime. People are hitting, hurting each other, killing each other, and robbing each other a lot more. The crime wave is up pretty much everywhere, I think. Certainly up here in Asheville, and I've seen it. I've seen that it's up everywhere else, too, that I've looked into. Okay, so this is our thing. As spiritual uh, aspirants, aspirant, what a name. Spiritual seekers. Okay, as spiritual seekers, let's say, you know, we have to look at things a little differently. We have to be willing to, to take the spiritual approach to these challenges in our life, okay? So that's the challenge. Because you, no matter how spiritual you think you are, you have your own fears that come up from time to time. And you can look in your cards one day and look next year. I remember one night my sister called me in the middle of the night. I've told this story before. And, you know, she was she's pretty good with the cards. She's like, she called me up and I said, what's going on, Linda? She goes, I'm going to die. I said, what? What happened? She goes, no, it's in my cards. I said, where? It's like six years from now. I got an ace of spades. I'm like, you're not going to die. Go back to sleep. <laughs> she couldn't sleep thinking about this card that was in her you know, five, six years in the future. That's how, that's how extreme it can become. So managing... You can't really control your mind, by the way. You guys out there that think that you can meditate or something and stop your mind. You're not going to be able to do that. It just won't happen because you're using the mind to try to stop the mind. What do you think that's all about? <laughs> you think the mind's going to be able to stop the mind? <laughs> that's like the big illusion, I think. <laughs> but you can feel into those fears that come up. And you can be with those. I mean, really take them in and it'll, it'll transform you. It'll transform you. And I found that uh, any fear I have, like I've had some pretty intense fear. I'm a cancer. It's a sign of fear. Oh, my God. My goodness. Cancer sun, sun sign is a fear sign. 
it's, it's horrible being a male cancer because, you know, you don't want to be afraid. You want to be masculine, you know, strong and all that crap. You know, you don't want to be afraid, but cancers, we're, we're scared of shit, shitless about everything. Are we going to have enough money, have enough food, have enough love? You know, it's, <laughs> it's endless. Okay. So I, I've been through a lot of fear and I found that if I be with the fear, it, it actually goes, just goes away by itself. I, by me feeling it, by me being with it. So, I mean, we can try to successfully structure our lives so that we don't get encounter those things that scare us. And there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? But some of it's gonna catch up to you anyway, okay? And that's what you do with it. That's what works for me. Okay, we're gonna take a short break here. I'm gonna play you a, a new song of mine. Uh, it's just instrumental stuff right now, but it's got words coming. And then when we come back, we're going to take your calls and you guys can ra raise your hand if you want to share or ask a question. Uh, I don't know how you do it on a phone, uh, but I know that you can do it There's on the app. There's a little button you can press and uh, we, will, we will take your calls. It'll be fun. Okay, so here we go. Here comes my song, if I can find it. There it is. keeps doing that i don't know i must be clicking a button wrong or something okay we got a few hands up guys and uh let's see here let's let lisa into the group here and let's see i think first up was sarah baghdadi uh you can unmute yourself Hi. here how are you good how are you good okay. uh, so i i don't i didn't quite hear well i guess i mean like neptune you just you said that for the year it represents your like hopes and your fears yeah it's both it's like things you're hoping for and things you're hoping you don't have like what you're afraid of happening for example mm -hmm. uh so yeah for jack i'm a jack of clubs uh september 13 1984 um i don't know what it is for this year but I can tell you a story about last year that's a little strange, but uh, I met somebody who was a, my Neptune card. So my Neptune last year was the king of clubs. Yes. And yeah, I, see that. I can kind of see what you mean by like the hopes and the fears represented within like, so my hopes were to make a lot of money. So I invested with him, but the fear, I guess, always... I have the nine of diamonds, you know, uh, planetary ruling card. I think I have a fear of losing money or something. I don't know, but that's what ended up happening. So, and then Neptune, you know, planet of like illusion. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more to Neptune, you know, like if you meet somebody in Neptune, it's always something that's too good to be true. Like you should never trust anybody that you meet who propositions you in any way in your Neptune period because 
there's a really strong chance that it's a complete fantasy. You understand? So that's just one of the rules of using the card system that we teach, okay? Um, but you can look at that card and say, you know, you had an eight of diamonds in Neptune in your ruling card spread. Mm -hmm. So you were hoping for some money, see? You're wishing, but doesn't mean you're gonna make it. Like having a good money card in Neptune means that's what you're hoping for. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get it. Does that make sense? Are you there, Sarah? Whoop, I lost her. I lost her. Okay, let's go on to the read. Oh, oh you are you back, Sarah? Okay, there you go. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yes. So I, I heard you said not to trust anybody during a Neptune period. Well, somebody like, knew that you meet during a Neptune period who's like if you already had a relationship with this person before neptune and already made plans with them before neptune it's probably fine but if you meet them in neptune and they make a proposition of any kind whether it's personal or financial you should be very careful because you're likely to project onto them oh this is my dream come true situation whether it's romantic yeah. or financial and you can't trust yourself you can't trust your own judgment when you're in, in neptune so you had a king of clubs. You also had an eight of diamonds. You wanted some money <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But see, it doesn't, there's no guarantee of that with that. And you really should be very careful with your money in Neptune. If there's somebody who's wanting you to invest it in them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even do that in Neptune at all. You know, is that helpful? Yes. I, I was just wondering what, would then three of clubs mean for well, this? Well, I talked. Year? I talked about the three of clubs. Uh, just worry. Yeah, it's just going to be worry. It's going to just bother you from time to time, and you have an ace of spades, you know, and your other spread. So you now the the year is still young. You really won't find. You really probably won't know what these cards mean until you get into your Mars period, which is after Christmas. Okay, but an ace of spades could mean that you really do want some kind of big change in your life. You know. Like you want, yeah. you want to have some kind of big change happen. So, and the three of clubs, well, that could also mean that you want to be a writer, you know, could be, but it also just means that your mind's going a little crazy. You understand? Mm -hmm. So it might be yeah. good to write because writing is a good creative outlet and it'll keep you from worrying too much. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that helpful? Thank you. Yeah, that's helpful. You're Thank welcome, you. Sarah. Have a good night. You too. Okay, let's see, Dorita, my astrological friend. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, thank you for putting in the chat about out of bounds planets. I that wasn't me. This. That wasn't me. That oh. was that was Catherine Robillard. Oh, sorry, somebody <laughs> did. Do you agree? Because I don't know. I really, aspect? I've heard about out of bounds planets, but I don't know actually what that means. Okay. All right. Um, I'm not the authority on that. Uh, what you were saying about, I don't remember what it was. It was about, but it reminded me of uh, James Hellman's book, The Soul's Code, where he talks about what he calls the acorn, which is kind of like a, a guiding spirit that is going to just take you through whatever your soul wants to accomplish whatever you're really supposed to, however you're supposed to grow. Yeah. Whether it has to do with the transform self card or whatever, but, and sometimes that's not going to be fun. I mean, it's going to take you nines and sevens and stuff, but then, you know, you get to the other side and you're like, whoa. So I was also want to say um, regarding Uranus, anybody who has a prominent king of clubs, which is Uranus, Uranus, that might also have them be kind of future oriented and stuff. Well, you... All king and clubs are, and uh, you can always find strong Uranus and Aquarian stuff in their chart, always, because of their the Uranus Uranus card. You'll see that as you look at their charts. Mine might be mine. I have my planetary here, ruling. Card. That's your ruling card, and here you are. You're an astrologer. I mean, it's boom. There yeah. it is. <laughs> but all I have with Uranus is just um, it's in a yard. When we talked about this the other day, yeah, it's in a yard, right. and. So well, that was enough that you were like, yeah, okay, that, that's, that's where it shows up. You know, my wife's the king of clubs. She has sun square Uranus 
and we both love Star Trek, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we're watching reruns upon reruns of Next Generation Star Trek every yes. day. Every Next day. Generation is the best. Yeah, it was the best but- one. <laughs> Everybody who really loves Star Trek agrees. <laughs> um, trying to remember if there's any other question. Uh, talking about the future, hopes and dreams. Thank you for everything that you said. I think it's really, yeah. really helpful stuff. Oh, thank you. Us. Thanks, Dorita. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Okay. Good, it's good to have you. I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see. I think uh, Kelly Cotton. Hi, Robert. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, I'm good. However, I'm wondering about what's been going on with me. Um, I don't look at the cards. I have a sister that used to look at the cards for me, but it got so bad that for her to was, you know, seeing everything that was happening in the cards that she shut it down. So um, I've noticed that within the past few months, I've just really, I hit like a wall. I don't know what happened to me, but it's, I feel like I have, I've still been steadily successful, but I can't gain the traction that I normally have. It's like, I, I feel like I'm walking in quicksand or something. Well, there's, and, there's obviously, okay, so here's, what's your birthday, first of all? 16, 1970. That's June 10, okay. 1970. Okay. Okay. And yeah. I, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is, but well, I'm wondering. Usually, usually when that, there's two possible things where that could, that that could mean for you. Okay. One thing could mean that what you've been doing is not really the thing for you anymore. Like it mm-hmm. might have been, but it's actually passed and you may not be aware of it. Like maybe you don't really, maybe you haven't caught on yet to the fact that it's, it's come and gone. You follow me? So yeah, like, so it's, it's called beating a dead horse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right. Okay. It may, it, that's one possible thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what was the other thing? I was just thinking of it. You said it's something that's come and gone. I might not have realized that. Yeah. yeah. One of two possibilities. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, maybe you're just not meant to do that anymore. Or maybe there, no, I know what the other, the other one is that there's some party that doesn't want to do it anymore. And you're not really being aware of it. Like you're not as aware of that part as the part that you think should be successful. So it has to be one of these two things, like either it's really past and it's time to let it go or, mm-hmm. or you've, you've out, outgrown it. Okay. Right. So, you know, I look at your cards here. Let's see what you got. You got a tennis phase long. You got really good cards. You should be kicking total butt today, this week, this year. I, I have, I have been on fire, but it has been a long and arduous road. You know, you know I mean, that's that's a good point, what you just said. Okay, that's really good because I've been feeling that too. Like everything is really hard. Exactly. It's, it still gets done, but why is it so hard right. all of a sudden? <laughs> why is it like such a struggle? Yes. You know what I mean? And that is rare for me, but that's exactly how I've been feeling. And I feel like I cannot get a leg up over this okay so this is something that helped me okay i was i was thinking these same thoughts and this just a few days ago and i was watching this video about the beatles like a youtube video about the beatles and john lennon was was talking and he said you know every time we get together to make an album it's hell (laughs) Mm. it's so hard he said it's so hard and yet they made all these albums you know they did it they went through that and I was thinking, oh, that's how I feel, like, because I'm making music now. And it's really hard to find the time and the energy. Like, I can barely get it done. I feel like I'm barely struggling. But it's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe that's all you've got to think about, too. Because, you know, you got some great cards. There's, I'm sorry. There's no, there's no problem <laughs> <with> card-wise. 
Yeah, I'm on fire, like I said, but it's just, it's been really tough, you know, going at it. I mean, I've been having solid concrete results, but I've been fighting tooth and nail to get there too. You know what I mean? Like I've been getting for my my work efforts, I've been getting good results for my work uh, efforts. It's just that I, this is one of the first times in my life that I've had to work this hard to get even though I've got, you know, I'm getting it. That's all. So I just wanted to see what you saw. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I can't find any reason in the cards for it to be hard, except that you have a tennis phase long range, which means you have to work your butt off. Okay. I am. That's exactly what I'm doing too. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. It's good talking to you. Same Thanks. here. You have a good night now. Thank you. Okay. I'm getting uh, emails from people who weren't able to, who can't seem to join the show for some reason. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, let's see here. I let everybody in. Well, oh, these I can see? tell you, I can, sorry. Uh, when I tried to, to click the Zoom link that was a direct link, it did not work. It said, oh, the host is already in a meeting. So then I just went and I just uh, manually input the meeting ID and the password. Oh, and, that and then worked. it worked. Oh, well, thanks. So I think yeah. those people just did not try that method. They just, you know, that's probably what Yeah, happened. but it should just let them in. That link should just start it up for them. But I, I don't know. I, I, I can't. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate you trying Yeah, that it happened to me too. Oh, so. okay. That's good to know. Okay, Patricia, you're up next. Hi, Robert. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I enjoy your, uh, I've jumped on a couple of these. I don't know the, the cards like most of you do. I get a yearly report from you, but um, I sure. am a little concerned with this meeting because, um, do, do you want my date? Yeah, hold on a second. I got to rearrange my legs. My dog is, here's my dog. Hey, say hi, Rocky. Woo. He's sitting in my lap, but I have to. Okay, so what is? Tell me your birthday. It's uh, three six fifty nine. Okay. And I've all, I always worry about money, but especially the last year, I've been unemployed with COVID and difficult to find the right fit. And as I look at my Neptune, one of my cards here says um, nine of diamonds, and I don't yeah. know if that's a disaster. <laughs> well, you're worrying. You're worrying that you're not going to have enough money, obviously. That's what it means. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's the hopes and fears card about you know, losing money or not, or spending all of it, not having enough or like that, you know. So here's the thing with your cards. Like, um, it's interesting. You have a seven of spades result card in uh, one of your spreads and you have a nine of spades Pluto card in the other spread with a 10 of spades result. So I have a feeling that you were doing the wrong thing before this all started. You weren't doing something that you really loved. This is my guess based on what I'm seeing here. And that you're going to do something that you love. You're going to do something different that you actually like by your next birthday. That's what I think. Okay, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, you got to be willing to just let go of the past. You know, just let go of the past and take a risk. Take a risk on doing something that, that you really would enjoy doing. See what happens. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, seven of spades long. That's a really, really blessed card. You know, the result card is very blessed. Oh, it is. Okay, great. And seven of yeah. spades means taking a walk in faith to some towards something that you really want. Okay. Great. Thank you. You're welcome, Patricia. Okay, Riva, you want to say something? Yeah, hi. Um, you mentioned notes and astrology earlier. Uh -huh. can, can, can you go a little bit more into that? Like, what is that? And what it, why, oh, why the, node, the north nodes, you mean, that I was talking yeah. about? Uh-huh. Well, there's a there's what they call a north node and a south node that we all have. And they're also called Rahu and Ketu and the dragon's head and the dragon's tail. And they're not actually, you can't find them. You can't go out in the sky and go, oh, there's my north node. Or there's a north node going around. It's just a position that's calculated from the ascendant and some other stuff in your chart. But the North Node is a symbol, is considered to be a symbol for a direction that your soul wants you to go in because your South Node indicates an area of your life where you became imbalanced in past lives 
and need to bring that into balance. Interesting. Okay. So like, okay. a, for example, a very common North node, South node would be like a South node in Cancer, North node in Capricorn, which means in past lives, you were always in a protected environment. You never got, you never had to go out in the real world and make a living or anything. And the North node in Capricorn means you got to get out there and make it, make it happen. You got to go out there and, and, uh, and, and have a career and do that when you have the North node in Capricorn. See? Interesting. Yeah, it's very, it's very cool. It's very cool. It's a little, it's a little niche area of astrology, but it gives, I found in a lot of readings, it was like the key for the whole reading of a client was understanding the nodes in their chart and how they were relating to them was a key, like in their whole life direction, because it is, it does represent like a lifetime direction that we need to walk into the North node. There's some good books on it out there. So look around and you'll find them. There's, there's some good books on the notes. I'll definitely do that. Now I just have one more question. Um, what do you think about that three of spades and Neptune for me? Um, age 51. I'm well, you tell me about it. What, what, what are you, what are you going to worry about your health? Hopefully not. Cause I think I'm taking better care of myself. I'm, well, I'm about to turn. Are you, 51. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let, talk to me in three or four months. Okay. And let me know if you're worried about your health or not. <laughs> oh man really okay <laughs> well it, it also could mean that you're like you know hoping to have two jobs at the same time or wanting to be artistic because it has other meanings but you know the, the negative side would probably be you know concern about potential health problem you know? i see i got you and in the I'm 50 right now. I'm about to turn 51 in no, on November 20th. And yeah. I'm looking at that nine of spades in Neptune. Nine of spades it, in I, Neptune. Yeah. And that's your, I mean, first, that's your first karma card, isn't it? Actually, it's my second one, I believe. I think my first one is the two of um, clubs. Oh, that's right. Two of clubs. That's right. Yeah. Nine of spades is your, oh, yeah. lucky you. Get a nine for a second karma card. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't be concerned about it. Remember that, just remember that Uranus is a seven period and Neptune is a nine period. So if you have sevens and nines in Neptune or Uranus, they generally have a positive expression. Oh, okay. okay. They okay. Only, just don't let the worry part get to you. Yeah, I was worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said it all right there. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Reva. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Okay, Kathy, you want to share something? Kathy Levine. Sure, I do. Um, yeah, I have, uh, I'm 21150. Huh. And, uh, I, so I must, I'm, I, I knew you must have been an Aquarian. I was watching your reactions to stuff I yeah, was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, she gets it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We love rooting for the underdog, especially. Yeah. Yay, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know. I might have just wanted to laugh. Um, it's okay. So, so this year coming up looks like it's going to be a pretty good one. Oh, yeah? I have the Nine of Diamonds in, um, in Neptune. And uh -huh. I pretty much have had a uh, some support. I've been... Uh, uh, supported financially and does this say there's a possibility it has something to do with the relationship and unfortunately it's a very controlling relationship that i'm really not it usually about. it usually comes at a price doesn't it you got to pay the price yeah yeah and i'm trying so hard so well hard. i don't know what you know you're going to do with the nine of diamonds you know but it's probably going to be a good thing but you might let go of that relationship you know, I don't know. You have an eight of diamonds long range. You know, yeah. In your own. And how does that that's that means money. Oh. That's money. Okay. So maybe um, you'll find I, an alternative okay. source of money that will allow you to let go of this controlling relationship. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to that say. You know, you, you're gonna know, you're not gonna know really what this is all about till like next June. Because these long these oh, cards that affect the whole year, light. we generally don't know what these cards yeah. mean until we get into our Mars period. So that for you is like May 26th. So around then you're going to really okay. realize the long range, the Pluto, the result, what these are all about. 
you know, and you'll get more clear about it. And your Neptune card too will probably become more evident at that time. Oh, some people just showed up. Does that help? Good. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, thanks. And that new song of yours? Oh, wow. I can't wait to hear the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I'm taking this songwriting class. And the first step that the, this guy teaches is that you first make like the groove, like, and that was just basically all groove, right? And then you listen to it over and over again, and then you, you get ideas for a melody, and then the words come last. I've already got some words and melody for it, like just got that recorded today. But uh, thank you. I appreciate the, glad you I liked it. I spent some time in a recording studio, uh, not for me, but um, a, uh, I was married to an engineer. And you could always tell a good song because you, I could, because I know nothing except maybe hand clapping. And uh, <laughs> always tell. You well, you know, you, you can tell if you like it or not. You know, if it, yeah. if it sounds good to you and if it, yeah. like, if it Beat strikes off. a nice chord in you, oh, it's probably yeah. a good song, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm glad it doesn't you too. Thanks. Yeah. Great. Thanks for sharing. Okay. We've got a couple other hands up here. Let's see. Um, Michele Hart. How do I, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Uh, everyone does, don't worry about it. It's Michelle. We did the Cabalarian Society and changed all of our spelling so that well, they were thank you for giving us a hard time and how to spell it, how to say your name. Now we all got to <laughs> figure it out and we have to ask you and you have to tell us. Thank you so much. <laughs> so it's Michelle. That's easy. Yep. Okay, what's up, Michelle? Okay, so we had a huge, huge life-changing transition uh, as a family. Um, and we liquidated everything from Canada um, October 4th officially and have relocated to Mexico. Um, everything is in storage in a tiny little box in Canada. And we're making a go of it in Mexico because we weren't really in alignment with the government mandates in Canada. So um, yeah. I had a very, yeah. A lot of people yeah. are doing that. I heard of people, I've heard, been hearing about people going to, going to Mexico. Correct. So we um, are here and I had a very strong income uh, as an online clinical nutritionist uh, in Canada. Right. And it was easy for me to get business because really uh, I just walked around and people wanted to know how I was able to be so fit, like at 54. Sure. And so just the walking and the word of mouth for 20 years of clinical online experience uh, was easy for me to make a very strong income. Well, um, now moving here, my fear is... <laughs> I need business and I feel a struggle because language barrier. Um, I can't walk around and just draw business. You're not going to get local business to support you. No one down there has, no, no the down down has any money. You're the richest person in the neighborhood, probably. Yes. You're an American, right? Canadian. I mean, yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying you can't, but it's, it's very difficult because you're in a really low income country and you're coming from a high, a higher income country. You'd be better off just keeping your clients online, doing online stuff with people where you were before, you know, that would be the best route to take to keep that going. If you can take that with you, wherever you go, then you always have an income. See? So that's what I'm my goal. Yeah. Um, and okay. before I left, that, that, that's my whole conversation here is before I left, I wanted to leverage my experience, my uh, skill set. Okay. So I had a physical practice before COVID where clients would come in physically and I would counsel them for 20 years. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. yeah. And then what happened was COVID hit and then I had to shut my physical practice down. And then I course corrected to an online business last May and I hired a coach to show me how to do a high ticket um, online coaching program, which I was very successful in Canada. I was able to get eight in enrolled in my slim, strong and sexy forever, lose 20 pounds in 12 weeks program. So 
But what's it your was, question? Can we get to that? Because we only have a little bit of time left and I want to talk to what ideas, more person. What ideas? I have this fear around, I made such a good income there. Yeah. How you do knew, I you knew that draw was gonna, in income here you, you knew on that, that was same be, program? So there are people in Canada that have money and not, it's like not everybody's poor, but most people are poor there. So why would you even think, I would never expect to get an income, a, a great, as good of an income from local people in, in Mexico, unless you happen to luck upon some group of rich people, richer people, let's say, you know, or maybe in, in a community where there's a lot of expats, a lot of Americans and Canadians that are down there in that community, if you're in that kind of situation, you might get local business, but you know how to work online. Why don't you just do online business? That's what I would do. I mean, my business right now is almost 100% online, okay? I've never had any clients from Asheville. I've been here for 20 years. I've never had any clients here at all. And it's I, it wasn't always online. It was through the mail, you know, before. But it's become exclusively online, online now, you know, for me, you know, everything's online. All my sales come online. I, 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 you have a gift to give. There's people out there that want it. Just create a program online and do it online. Do it on Zoom, whatever, you know, that's what I would do. What's your birthday anyway? You never told me that. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, some insight would be great. October 24th, 1967, I'm the Jack of Hearts. Right. I know that birthday very well. Well, sixty. We had a consult. We had a consult, and he ah. told me to course correct. Don't even uh, be the best mom. Just go fucking help people. Sorry, go help <laughs> uh, people with their health because they need you more than anything. Get away yeah. from yeah. trying to be the best mom. And so I, I handed off the boys to uh, Reese because I have this thing about being the best mom. And then yeah. I did build up an online program that was very successful. Yeah. And now I need to do this online program in Mexico, but I'm just looking for some insight to well, move ahead. You, you, you've got a seven of spades long range. So you take a, you've, you've taken a big risk going down there and that's what you're doing. You're doing the risk right now. Okay. And it's, you know, what you want to do it for other reasons and you felt right about the reasons that you had. Yeah. You understand? So oh, I do. So you're taking a risk because it's not financially, it's not a guarantee like it was or more or less. It's less of, a, less of a guarantee. Correct. But I, but I don't see any cards here indicating money problems. You understand? Just get to work. Get back to work and do what you do and you'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's it. You're so yeah, like. Yeah. You got, an eight, you got an eight of clubs long range on your other spread. It should be no problem. Just, just get out there and promote yourself and come up with something online because you can get more money that way easier. I think it's just what I think, but you can do it, do whatever you want. I think it's going to work out fine, fine though. Uh, your result card is Jack of Diamonds. So what you're heading towards is learning how to promote yourself all over again in a new way. That's what's happening. All right, Michelle. Yes, Have correct. A great, uh, thank you. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Coral, we're going to take you and I think we're going to have to end after that. Are you there, Coral? She was here. Now she's disappeared. What about that? Okay, we she's have on mute. Oh, I oh, I'm sorry. There, I, I was there talking. What's wrong with me? There you go. Hi, yay! I made it on here. Thanks for letting me in. All right. I wondered, Robert, if you could help me with a couple of Ace of Clubs people and a Eight of Spades, all males, and the um, the Ace of Clubs. Um, what do you mean help you with them? What do you I'll want me to do them. with them? Want me to kill them for you? Yeah, tell me which one to kill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Ace of Clubs, they're both male friends. Um, and one has a ten of spades. Well, what are you? I'm I'm one of the most picked on uh signs of all. I'm an ace of diamond. I mean, what am I talking about? I'm the ace of spades. Ace of Spades. <laughs> and seven so, of diamonds. So, okay. So let me just say something right off the bat. Okay. You're Saturn to the Ace of Clubs. You understand? And that's, that's my question. Yeah. I shouldn't. You're a pain in the ass for them. They're not a pain in the ass for you. Oh, okay. You're the problem for them. 
it's not the other way around. Like you see all their faults. All you got to do is just tell them what you see and they'll go running away. <laughs> well, yeah, I know I'm, I'm the ace of, yeah. Well, I was going to help. One's a good friend. I was going to help him with his sailing project. Just, if, he, if he wants help, you you could be very helpful. Okay. It's, it's going to be mostly telling him how he's messing up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's because you're Saturn. That's what you're going to do. You're going to say, you should, should is a Saturn word, you know. You should do this and you should do that and you shouldn't do that. On his his ten of spades, um, he has Mars in with ace of spades. Yeah. But, but yeah. Saturn is seven of diamonds. Yeah. So I don't yeah. all right. Yeah. And so this other one I was gonna help get helps you were saying you're doing music. I was gonna help him. He was I was asking him to help me. I mean, and that never went anywhere because I don't know. Yeah. What, what's his birthday? July 27th. Okay, so he's a Leo Ace of Clubs. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. You being Saturn him, though, you know, people pick up on that energy. You can't even stop yourself from no. being Saturn oh. to somebody, even if you tried. You know that? Oh, okay. So like, they pick up on the energy and they're like, you know, I don't really want to be around that. It's not, not personal, you know. It's, it's not personal. Well, that clears up that something. Oh, good. Things. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay, one good. one more person. He's eight eight of spades. Eight of and, spades. And three of spades. Uh, yeah, and what's your birthday? May fifth. So you're a seven of diamonds. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you you only have past life connections with him. You don't have any. All your connections with him are past life, pretty much. You understand? Okay. And they're I, not I and they're not they're not bad. They're not bad. Venus, no. Neptune. All my Neptune cards this year. But but that, that birthday is, I don't know, depends on what you're looking for, what kind of relationship you're expecting from that person. But being a three of spades ruler, that person's gonna be all over the place, you know. So as long as yeah. you can handle yeah, that. Yeah. And he's moon to you. Oh, okay. He's moon to you because you're a seven of diamonds and you have a nine of hearts karma card and he's moon to the nine of hearts and you're Neptune. I, he's probably really likes you. Have yeah, we we've been friends for a few years. It's just yeah. it's changing or something. Yeah, I had a friend that was that birthday once and I liked him a lot at first and then, then he kind of got on my nerves because that's my Mars card. My three of spades is a Mars card for me. So, oh. uh, but you know, I still liked him, but didn't want to have him around too much. All right, oh. Carl, have a great evening. Thank you for calling in. That's really great. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thanks, everybody, for being here tonight. Uh, it was a great, lively group. We had a lively group. In the beginning, it was only five people. I thought, well, it's going to be a really private group here. It's going to be fun. Uh, it was fun anyway, obviously. Thank you all for being here. I'm going to be posting this tomorrow uh, and have it up there. Uh, if anybody wants to listen to it, on, it'll be on Spotify also and on our uh, anchor.fm web podcast. By the way, podcast, what is a pod? <laughs> I want to know what is a pod and what? how do you cast a pod anyway? <laughs> Just something, a thought for the evening, okay? All right, guys. You all have a great evening. Thank you for showing up. It's been nice seeing all of you. Love you guys. Bye-bye.